listen up. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the podcast participants and not to any participants, employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. You know, for fun. So lighten up and enjoy. Stomping Jen. Sawtooth Frank. How you doing over there? I'm okay. What do you... <laughs> keep looking at my knees. Yeah, I was just noticing you have a very unusual posture um, as we're recording this. You're like, uh, knees are tilted to the side and folded together. Do you want me to change my no. seating No, it's reminding me of something, but I don't know what it is. All right. Um, but gl- good to see you. Oh, it's always a pleasure. Uh, do you know who we're talking to? Um, I have an inkling. All right, Why don't well, you tell us? I'll anyway. tell you. I'll tell you. Thank you. We're talking to Greta Blau and Paul Boudreau. Um, they are community leaders and founding members of the Ceremonte Tenants Union, which is the largest uh, union within the Connecticut's Tenants Union. Now, this is a subject near and dear to my heart, um, Jennifer. As you know, I am co president of a union myself. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm interested in this, actually. Yeah. You know, not like most of our guests where I could (laughs) give a shit and I have to fake it. All right. Right? This, I have some uh, skin in the game, as they say. Sounds awesome. Right? Are you ready to talk union stuff? Oh, yes. Okay. We're going to chant. Absolutely. We may even chant. Oh, no. Unionists love to chant. Yes. But we'll talk to Greta and Paul about what they're up to and uh, a bunch of other stuff, okay? Sounds awesome. All right. Here we go. Creamy, delicious ideas without the creepy truck. Stomp. Well, no, you gotta chant Jen. it. How do I chant to this music? I don't know. You were just talking about chanting. No, I can't do that. Come on. These are unrealistic demands you've put upon me. And I will not chant. I'm forming an anti chanting union right now. Greta and Paul, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, you know, I'm making uh, a little bit of hay out of a very serious subject and um, important work that you're doing. So, um, as I mentioned in the uh, beginning, there, I am co-president of a union myself. Um, so I was really excited when I found out that you two were doing this work. Um, so I wanted, I wanted just to. Um, start with maybe each of you just introducing yourselves to us and you know tell us how you're doing so we'll start with um greta please go ahead okay uh, my name is greta and um how am i doing well i'm doing pretty well right right now but um we've been going through some stuff here at our complex so paul and i decided to start this union and it's kind of blowing up into this huge Almost, it's going to be national soon, I think, um, with some other properties. So we're just kind of like our, just sitting here every day, like our minds are blown 
like on a daily basis, just seeing how far we've come from the beginning, which was like less than a year ago. So that's amazing. Thanks, Greta. Uh, Paul, how about you? Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. How you doing? Um, well, I'm, uh, I'm a mechanic. <laughs> uh, the, we, um, we pretty much just got involved in this, honestly, because my car got towed. Uh, that, that was the uh, catalyst for all this. Um, and at some point, probably within a week's time of that, uh, Greta turned to me and said, well, we'll just have to change the law. And I said, okay, well, then we'll do that. <laughs> And uh, and here we are. Um, yeah. <laughs> we uh, we're about to have an ordinance passed in our in our town for tenant rights. That's awesome. So in the next month, so yeah, I mean it's it's insane. Thanks, Paul. Um, yeah, so, oh, go ahead, please. I was just going to say, there's probably not a week goes by that we don't look at each other and go, "What did we just get ourselves into here?" Um, because it's just so much bigger than us at this point that it's uh, it's a runaway train. It's pretty cool to be on it, though. Yeah, and that's that's part of um, union work, right? Is joining um, into a larger movement and trying to find your place in that, right? And trying to uh, achieve the goals of that movement. Um, it's one of the things I love about doing union work myself. Um, and I was, um, honestly surprised and I don't know why to learn that there was such a thing as a tenants union. So I'm wondering if, um, one or both of you could just tell us a little bit about what a tenants union is. Cause I think some people listening to this might not even know such a thing exists or what it is. Greta, you want to start? Yeah, sure. It's basically just a collective of tenants. I mean, ours started with three people, and we were officially a union. We just said we're a union, so we were one. Um, the goal is to get the, the towns and the fair rent commissions to um, to see us as a union as well and to acknowledge us as a union. Um, but basically, it's just about collective action, just like, um, you know, a workers' unions, um just, you know, one person really can't get a lot done, but 10 people can get a lot more done. And, you know, it kind of just spreads from there. And, um, you know, we started as a union at our complex. And in the past, like, two weeks, we started adding people from other complexes in Hamden. So we're now, um, as of, like, today or yesterday, we're the, we're the Hamden Citywide Union, I think, something like that. We haven't really named it yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's all about just coming together and it, it is the part that I really love about it is just like, we've become a community. Like, I've never lived in a community where like, I've known my neighbors and stuff like that. And here, you know, we, we help with each other's kids. We like, if someone, you know, has no money at the end of the month, we buy a milk. I mean, it's, it's really pretty amazing that part of it that you just get out of it but like you're not really going into it for that but it's really like one of the best parts of it mm-hmm. um i don't know, i probably missed a bunch of stuff there so um sure paul is there anything um, anything you wanted to fill in there i i think one of the biggest things and this this is just kind of a recent realization is that um 
uh, as a as a tenants union, we tend to help each other find our voices. Um, and it's an amazing thing to watch people find their voice. Um, and that's what's been fueling me for the last few months, at least that just watching people who've never had a voice finally have a voice. Um, and, and, you know, just like labor, you know, like one of the things we're exploring now is working with labor unions because tenants are, are, are workers, tenants are workers who go home. And then if you don't get your money taken at work, it gets taken at home. Um, and it shouldn't get taken anywhere because, you know, people work hard and they deserve to have peace in their homes. Yeah, I love that. And I love one of the things that Greta was talking about, which is um, the community finding and building aspect of this union work, right? I mean, that's like a foundational element of it. And I love hearing that this work has like connected you with the people in the community you live around was that a um was that a yeah. was that a surprising uh development. Dis- development for you yeah i think so um i mean i was like you know the first thing you have to do is canvas go to your neighbor's houses and like knock on the doors and it's kind of not something that i would naturally do um but it's you know, when you live in a place like this where, you know, everybody has issues with the way it's run, you, you know, you say, oh, hey, I'm your neighbor. And they're like, oh, hey, you know, that's, and, and everybody has like a story to tell. Um, and, and it's also like this interesting to hear everybody's kind of like why they're here, you know. Um, and, you know, I've, I've been able to, you know, kind of get to know people you know that i wouldn't necessarily know otherwise um and it's like i don't know it's, for me it's been great like we've made like really good friends um you know the kids all run up to us and hug us and call our names out you know it's like it's really nice it's like we had a, a halloween thing for the kids um so it's really like a, a neighborhood and where before we were always like, oh, we got to get the hell out of this place. Um, you know, like, let's not, let's keep stuff in boxes. <laughs> we're not staying here since six years. <laughs> so we decided this year, well, let's try to make it like a little nicer, I guess, because like, we're probably going to stay for a little bit until this thing rides itself out. And, um, and you know, so now we're at this point kind of like where we don't want to leave because it's like, it's kind of like a war in a way. I mean, mm. they, they harassed us and you know tortured us and and for us you know when you're messing with our families with our children um stuff like that you know it's serious to us so yeah thanks yeah paul mentioned um the the towing of the car uh, as one in kind of inciting reason to start thinking about um forming a tenants unit like what kind of other stuff um is happening in the place you live that uh, requires some kind of representation, um, you know, from a union. If you could talk us talk to us a little bit more about the, yeah. the types of problems that um, the community that you're living in is facing, and why why we need this union. I think um, if I could say the towing really is what started bringing us all together. 
Um, it was kind of out in the open and it was just, you know, it's one of those things you hear all the time. Everybody's, you know, three to $600 away from complete financial ruin at this point. And a lot of people in this place are, including myself, were in that position, especially at the end of COVID. Like we were still technically in quarantine at that point. Um, and what we found is that this landlord likes to use towing as a, a, a a, a way of intimidating everybody mm. into compliance, basically not complaining, not questioning. Um, and they came in full force. They towed, it must've been about 40 cars in a day um, with people literally outside pleading for their cars, um, towed them to a place that was about 45 minutes away that only takes cash, only takes exact change. Um, basically is open when they feel like it answers the phone when they feel like it, it, it it's a, a boiler room kind of con job place, um, covered in Trump signs, literally covered in Trump signs. It, it was, a, a just the worst spectacle and the management literally refused to even tell people where their cars had been taken to and immediately, uh, instituted a, a policy of a $75 fine for complaining to the management about the towing. What? what? Um, <laughs> That's fucking bullshit. They never have they're, done that though. They've never done it. It's just their stupid signs. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? But uh, other than that, like there's just systemic problems. I mean, a, you know, they treat people like, you know, we've done something wrong just because we live here. Um, you know, there's a big bias against renters, uh, you know, um, and there's like things like mold, you know, just everywhere in this place. Um, their maintenance is terrible. I mean, it's just, it's, I mean, there's just nothing that they do well here. Um, you know, they just kind of patchwork maintenance if they ever do it at all. We've had molds in our basement for years. Um, and like literally we're finally getting someone to listen to, but, but literally the mayor has to be involved. The town council has to be involved. You know, we have to go to the board of the health department. It's like a huge endeavor just to get this, these people to do their job. So, um, you know, and, it's, and I think that, that you have to add in there that there, there was a sense of hopelessness that everybody felt here. Um, you know, so to to find other people who are kind of having the same struggles you're having, even if you don't know that you're going to win, at least you're in it together, kind of. And you're like, OK, you know, yeah, was, yeah, I, the, the toll. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say the toll this takes on your mental health after a while. It, it's really an endurance game um, and, and it's almost impossible to do it by yourself. Is what it comes down to. And, you know, all the people we talked to, a lot of them had been through the same thing. They had called their, their, you know, the mayor's office, the city council, the health department, the state and everybody else you could think of. And nobody will call you back. Um, and, and it's just like the union thing. It's just like nobody will listen to the individual, you know, united we stand, divided we beg. And uh, and we were all tired of begging. Yeah, and I was just I was I was reflecting on the 
um, using of towing like as a strategy like to hurt people. And I was thinking of my own experience, like having my car towed once. I was in Boston, like parked in a in a renter's area um, in in downtown Boston, and I came out. My car was gone. I had to have my friend drive me like twenty miles to this like seaport parking lot at midnight like there was like nobody there um it was like basically like in this junkyard like you said paul i had to pay them in cash like so we had to leave the junkyard go get cash go back and they don't make it easy they don't make it easy and and i'm just thinking like for most of us like um you know, we need our cars to work. And if you take away somebody's car and don't make it easy for them to get their car, then you're impacting their ability to generate, you know, any income and then pay their rent. And then if somebody get then gets behind on their rent, then the landlord has another reason to potentially, you know, hold something against them or try to have somebody removed. It's just, I can see how, yeah, I could see how something so seemingly, uh, uh, small could have huge like ripple effects and ramifications on people, and it's just awful. I mean, these guys were like trolling the lots, like circling. Like we felt crazy. Literally, they do it to like make you crazy, so that you're like, you know, dealing with that instead of dealing with the fact that they can't fix anything the right way. Um. You know, so it it is a strategy. It's definitely a strategy to kind of like, you know, harass people basically, and get more money. Uh, you know, I'm 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 convinced that they're getting something else out of it as well. But I mean, maybe not. Maybe they're just assholes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when you started going around and talking to other neighbors and members of the community, what was what was that like, and what was the reaction like from people? Did they seem did they seem eager? Were they reticent? Somewhere in between? Talk to us a little bit about, um, as leaders, like how you pull people into this movement of represent of 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 building something to help represent them. You want to go? <laughs> you can go. <laughs> Did you even hear the question? You yeah, look like you're about, eyes are about to close all the way. Are you okay over there? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what the question was. Um, Aren't we the greatest, the guests that you've ever had on this podcast yeah. ever? It's about the canvassing. Yeah, talk. Yeah, I'm. I'm oh, really. Canvassing. I'm really yeah. curious yeah. about how um, people responded to the canvassing yeah. and what that was like pulling people in um, to the movement. I mean, literally everybody here is so sick of this place that someone's coming to your door and asking you, how is it here? It's like everyone loves to complain, you know? So the first time you meet everybody, you you hear the story about, like, why they're pissed off that they have to be here and and give money to these fuckers, you know? Um, And then it's like, yeah, we would sign people up, get their phone. I mean, it was crazy, and it's been crazy since the beginning. Like, we haven't even been able to catch up, kind of. Um, but as far as pulling people in, like, it's it's a little tough sometimes. I don't know if it's the same. I mean, you're getting paid in a union where you're, like, um, a workers' union as, 
I, I guess as a leader or whatever. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, this is probably, uh, I was gonna say, this is probably a detail you want uh, in my union. Like we, we elect not to take any kind of payment, you know, the, oh, okay. just this current, this current um, yeah. board of leaders that I'm part of, we, you know, we, we refuse any kind of payment and there's, there's like lots of reasons for yeah, that. But, yeah. But yeah. So I guess maybe that it is, it might be a little difficult to do that. I don't know for you guys, but you know, I mean, you have to kind of, there's a whole philosophy about like bumping people up and kind of, it's almost like a pyramid scheme, but it's not, it's like in a good, they're using it for good and there's no money exchange or anything like that. Um, but basically like, you know, you're just trying to, figure out who who knows a lot of people who um you know is outgoing who's like really pissed off and like ready to do something you know and then you just kind of like see um you know well we're doing this thing can you come with us and hand out these flyers and so you know you're kind of like seeing like is the person really gonna do stuff and and you know you just keep doing it like that and and um we've gotten like a couple of really good leaders out of that. Um, but now we're kind of like trying, Paul and I are trying to like level up a little bit. Like we want to go with the Hamden, um, the Hamden union. Now we want to kind of like start getting that bigger. And so we need to kind of train people to do what we're doing, which is like running everything basically. So it, that's difficult to replace ourselves, but I'm sure we could mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, that 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 that's a hard thing to do um, as a as a leader is to try to figure out the best way to delegate to delegate things and step back, right? And so you can have a yeah. a bigger picture view of the problem solving and the the strategy mm-hmm. that needs to happen. That's that's really challenging. Um, but it sounds like you at least know you have to do that as you're building this, which is a which is a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I mean, like, I mean, I don't feel like we have any choice, you know, other than to, like, kind of move forward and keep plowing ahead of this point. So it's like, whatever we have to do, we're we're willing to do. Um, And, you know, now that we're having success at the Fair Red Commission, people are coming in, like, without us even asking. So they're, like, joining our, our MailChimp and all that stuff. I don't know, is MailChimp like an old thing? No, no, no we use it actually <laughs> no? in my in my union. We use it to yeah. communi- we use it to communicate to our members with we because we don't want it. Yeah, that's even, we're yeah. Even though Massachusetts just passed this passed this law um, three four years ago now, saying we can use the employer's email system, we choose not to, <laughs> like for lots of reasons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we use yeah, yeah we use MailChimp uh, for sure. Yep. So that's still a thing. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't know if I was like aging myself. No. <laughs> no. Um, you mentioned no, some. You mentioned some wins that um, your union has helped get um, in terms of, I think, rent. Um, we're recording. We're recording this at the beginning of November, and as I was doing some of my research, I I think I saw. Um, like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, like there was some decision made about canceling rent increases. Do you want to talk to us a little bit about um, those wins? Sure. You want me to talk, Paul? Yeah, yeah no, I, I think I'm going to talk. commission is your thing, definitely. 
Yeah, um, the Fair Land Commission in Hamden, Connecticut, hadn't, hadn't been running um, really since 2018. They had not had a hearing. Um, and basically, like, when we were looking for a place to complain to, like, nobody told us to go to the Fair Land Commission. We asked everybody in the town. Um, so it was kind of, like, not even a real thing at that point. But we did, um, along with uh, the mayor and, you know, some of the town council, got them up and running um, and we started having hearings in September. Um, I think we've had like six total or four or five, something like that. Four, anyway, all but one, yeah, all but one, they um, either kept the rent what it was before the raise or they lowered it below that um, for a year. So, um, you know, they were forced to sign leases with those tenants for less money than they wanted. So we took money out of the landlord's pocket. And, you know, honestly, any way we can do that, it's it's a victory um, to, to just not let them. Um, because they just want to bleed you dry for like every penny. So are these landlords like corporations? Are they people like, are you know, are, are they like some guy or person who lives, you know, in a house in, um, What's a rich county in Connecticut? I don't know, but like, Fairfield. Yeah, Fairfield are, yeah. Are we, they are they like you know like ultra wealthy people who live somewhere and just own these things, or are they run by like big companies? Well, our landlord. Run. Oops, yeah. sorry. I was no, going to say our. Oh. <laughs> All right, you go. It's like corporate investors. Mm-hmm. Like, these people literally have, it makes me sick to my stomach. I just learned about this. They have these, like, it's sickening. They have these Facebook pages where they'll take a picture of, like, a complex. And it's usually, like, ours is, like, kind of, you know, like, not terrible. I mean, it's not the best place, not the worst place. But they'll take a picture of it, and they'll be, like, asking people to invest, to buy it. And they're literally telling people we will give you an 18% return. But what that means is taking like the last bit of money that the people who live here have, they just like suck it dry. They get their money and then they like, they sell it or they do. I don't even know what they do, but it's like, it's, it's like, it's gross. Like it just makes me sick. So I don't know. It's just, and then they, you know, they don't fix it up because they just want to resell it within three to seven years. This is all in the plan. It's three to seven years. And, um, you know, they just assume that the, that the land is going to go up. So they just sell, you know, if they're going to make money. I don't know. I might it sounds like America. Well. I think <laughs> yeah. I mean, Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so what I'm, what I think I'm hearing, it sounds like is, um, these groups of investors buy these places places they come in and i'm assuming that then they because they are the new owners they can jack up the rents or something or, mm-hmm. or think they can mm-hmm. right or right. they think they can do that and yeah. that's part of their plan and then sell it off to yeah. somebody and eventually like drive everybody out and you know hopefully the land will be worth something and they could sell it to a mall or something is that like the 50-year plan i don't know oh they're no, no i don't know about that I yeah these yeah. places are going to fall into themselves at some point. You know, yeah. you can't just leave things forever. 
but yeah, I mean, it is, it is like a, it's, it's like somebody figured this out. I don't know how many years ago. And then they're just like filing themselves through every complex they can find and just, just, you know, leaving in their past the debris of people's lives. And I'm not like, that's not like, I, I'm saying it like in a funny way, but it's, it's like, it's true. You know, it's like, this is like kids, families, you know, single moms. And they, there's a woman here who has Parkinson's disease. When she came to our Halloween thing, I couldn't, you know, she could, she couldn't communicate very well. They're trying to raise this woman's rent $350 a month. Oh my God. They're, these people have no conscience. None. Yeah, I don't think you're being so, hyperbolic at yeah. all. Like I think you're yeah. I, I think it is I think it is a it is a is a tragedy and it's disgusting, like you said, um, to do yeah. this to people as part of a investment strategy, right? These are people's homes, right, that we're talking about. Yeah. It's an investment strategy, yep. Yeah. Oh, that's so maddening. Um but yeah. Um but <laughs> but what we've seen right, is when people organize, right, and when people form a, a union, a tenants union in this case, we can fight back against some of these um, injustices that are being um, inflicted upon people. Um, I, wanted mm -hmm. to, I wanted to ask, so who can join a tenants unit, union? Do you have to live in... Um, one of these um, complexes where um, that you're trying to represent or can anybody join? Like talk to us a little bit about that. Well, I think um, mostly anybody can like, I mean, if you, like we said, there were three of us in the beginning and we said we were the tenant union um, and anyone can organize like that anywhere. Some people are collectively organizing and, and, uh, collectively bargaining, it's a union as far as I'm concerned. Um, and all you need be is a tenant really. Um, like, like, I, like Greta had said earlier, we're, we're branching out to the rest of the city now. And we have people who are contacting us from other, uh, complexes. Um, we don't think it's right to exclude them because they're just, they, you know, because they're like 50 feet away from our complex, literally. Um, so, you know, like that's how it works. It just keeps expanding. I mean, it, someday it, I wanted to see it like be a normal fit part of society that, you know, if mm -hmm. you live in, a, in an apartment complex that you have a tenant union, um, there's, you know, one of the things these corporations and these LLCs too are buying up even like multifamily homes, like two and fa three family homes. Um, and they're doing the same things there. And the people in those places have even less rights than places um, with multi uh, apartment units because um, they're almost considered single family homes in a lot of ways. And they have almost no one to go to, um, which is why we need city, at least citywide like union, unions, if not statewide. Yeah, I love that. Um... And I love what you said that like a vision for this, right, is that that is a normal thing in society. Like if you're renting a place or um, that you get to you get to be part of a tenants union that can represent your interests. Um, you know, I've sort of been feeling at least the last year or so um, 
you know, renewed interest in labor and unions across the country. I mean, we've seen that in a number of places, um, you know, from Amazon to Trader Joe's, other mm-hmm. places. So I'd love to see more people um, be able to find support in the inequities they're facing in their, their housing. Because we all know we don't have to look far. Like, housing is a fucking shit show all across this country. Mm-hmm. It's awful. So I love this. Um, now, I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it. <laughs> so um, I imagine people <laughs> might be afraid of getting involved, right, in a union or doing union work, right? They're afraid that it's going to put the yeah. spotlight on them, that the, you know, the, the, the landlords might um, turn the eye of Sauron upon them if they start getting involved. Talk to us a little bit about just kind of the general protections that people have as being part of a union when it comes to advocating for themselves. Um, the state of Connecticut has a statute that is supposed to um, protect tenants. Uh, one of the things about uh, joining a union is that you are protected for six months after you join the union. They can't really do anything to you to retaliate. Um, I mean, that only gets you so far. So, um, And then if you complain to any like state or town agency or you make a fair rent commission complaint, it's the same thing. Um, you know, and it's, I mean, we have put in maybe 30 fair rent com- com- uh, commission complaints. Uh, we have, and we have 450 units at 399 are cool. So, I mean, we haven't put in that many, but, um, uh, where was I going with that? Retaliation, 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 retaliation. Oh yeah. What what are the protections? Um, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, when you have like 25, 30 people, you're going to blend in there. They're not going to pick specifically. And you, of course, Paul and I were the first one. So, I mean, they, they don't like us. They especially don't like me and you know, it's, that's okay with me. Yeah. Being, yeah, it, it took me some getting used to um, in, in my own union uh, leadership work is the fact that people dislike me intensely. You know, <laughs> you, you feel the, the chilling, you feel the chilling effect when you join a Zoom or walk into a room, you know, yeah. it's just, oh, here comes that crazy guy again. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, that's what they say about me too. I'm the crazy yeah. lady, old lady. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to, they're going to. <laughs> They're going to yell at me and tell me all the things I'm doing wrong and, you know, make, make demands upon me. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do to you. Um, stop being a shit and I won't do those things. (laughs) Don't make me do it. You're making me do it. This hurts me more than it hurts you. Trust me. (laughs) I haven't haven't used that one yet. Um, yeah, you should just introduce yourself that way. Yeah. I like that. That's really good. Um, (laughs) <laughs> were you were you nervous or worried when you were first taking on these leadership roles and starting the the Saramonte Tenants Union? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, why don't we hear? Uh, well, why don't we hear I from mean, Paul? Uh, Go ahead, Paul. I, I 
I kind of expected a lot. I expected retaliation. I tried to start a union at a, at a shop once and realized pretty quickly, like how badly that can go without proper planning, um, and proper organizers. Um, so I kind of expected what was going to happen. I knew there'd be retaliation, but I, 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 I was just pissed off. I, I don't know how else to put it. I mean, like, you know, like after we had done just the tiniest bit of canvassing, we realized how many cool people lived at this place. And, and really, it kind of showed us the bigger picture that like everywhere that, you know, they're just people where we're all just trying to like get by in life at this point and And we're under attack. Um, it, it's not an attack on the poor anymore. It's attack on everyone that's not rich. Um, and, and that's, if we don't fight back and, and maybe put our, our own asses on the line a little bit, uh, it's never going to change. And, you know, Greta and I had a conversation about it before, like an official conversation. Like, is this what we're doing? Like, we understand what, what we're getting ourselves into a little bit here. And, you know, are we doing this and are we willing to make the commitment to follow through? And we both agreed, like, this is what we wanted to do that. This is the commitment we wanted to make so that, like, you know, the world would be a little bit better for our kids. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I'm curious what advice you might have for people um, who are listening to this, right? Maybe they're not, maybe they're thinking about starting their own tenants union, right? Because people outside of, um, outside of our geographic area massachusetts and connecticut listen to this so um what advice do you have for people who are feeling like they want to start their own tenants union or they want to join one and do you have any any advice you could give those people i would say just talk to your neighbors um you know what you know just say you know how long have you lived here like kind of get to know each other and you know what kinds of things are you facing you know, this is what I'm facing. And, um, you know, once you get like a bunch of people together, then you can kind of try to make, make the next step. But like the first thing that we always have to ask people to do is to get some people together because there's just not enough time to like help everybody. Um, and then, you know, you can, you can have an action. You, I mean, decide what you want to do. I mean, there's so many ways of going about it. I feel like we just kind of, it was a first for a lot of people in this area to work on this um, and get this large union at a, a complex. So I don't know. It, it's a little different, but. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I was, I was looking on the um, Connecticut Tenants Union website um, a little earlier this week um, when I was preparing um, for our conversation and Greta, they say exactly what you said, right? The the process is sort of, um, you know, the first thing is do is start meeting, right? Get your neighbors together, right? Um, get in the same room, share experiences, mm-hmm. um, talk about what your goals are going to be, right? So is it, let's stop this uh, nefarious towing that's happening, right? This targeted and unfair yeah. towing. Is it, let's remediate the mold in, you know, building three. Like, so come up with goals, right? Um, so, but you got to meet with people. You got to get people together in a room. And it's like starting yeah. starting to form that that community. And then out of that, um, 
sort of the next step is to um, make demands, right? After you know what you're, you know, after you've got a sense of what the community's goals are for yeah. this, for this work, um, make demands, um, and then send them off to the landlord. Right. Um, yeah. And, or you can have an action. Like yeah. that's what we, we had an action where people, you know, march to the landlord or the management office. That's what these landlords do. They have management companies as well. That's a whole other thing. But so we went to the management office and, you know, I wasn't there for specific reasons, but, um, you know, they, they all went in and had a, a list of demands for management. Um, and that's kind of, we had press there and we, that was kind of like our coming out of, um, coming out party or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And that, and we, that's where we were, we were, we were joking, uh, stomping Jen at the beginning here about like chanting and, you know, creating noise and excitement and energy, but you know, I've been part of groups that have, you know, marched on the administration building, you know, we go in there chanting, we have our list of demands and, you know, we go into the chancellor's office and we deliver it, right? Mm -hmm. And it's about, it's about being seen, right? Collectively, it's about um, expressing the, the power of togetherness that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, yeah. And Paul, earlier you mentioned this idea about collective bargaining, which is another thing that unions do. Do you want to talk to us a little bit about what that means and in, in the context of um, the tenants union, what that might look like? Well, I, I found unexpectedly one of the biggest strengths of a tenant union is its ability to vote people out or in. Um, and one of the advantages of, of, uh, having a, a union that's the largest one um, is that, you know, 250, 300 voters could make a huge difference in a municipal election when you're talking about mayors and city councils. Like you can literally vote somebody in and out with just that number of people mm -hmm. on an off year election. Um, and, and making people aware of that has really brought us a long way. Um, city council members, the mayor, we um, we had an action at one point at City Hall that just by calling the action, even before we had it, we were called by like we were contacted by the mayor's office for a meeting before the action even happened. Um, and, you know, that's where our, our collective bargaining has been coming in is really working with the local government to make stronger tenant laws that will protect us you know, in the future, in the years to come. I mean, a lot of these laws haven't changed since the, literally since the sixties. Um, I know ours go back to 69, I think. It's crazy. Yeah. And that, um, I'm and, you know, it also like, it makes it easier. Like, you know, if these, there's all these like affordable housing tax credits that in these investors and these corporations can come in, use the, those tax credits to build these complexes and then basically abandon them or do like this kind of shady business. They also do like weird depreciation stuff, which is like, Oh, thanks for like letting my home go to shit. So you can like have a tax write off. Yeah. Thank you. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And Paul, that's interesting. I hadn't thought of that before. Right. Is the, the, um, the voting block that, um, 
tenants and tenants unions might represent and the, the leverage that that can represent on politicians. And it sounds like what I'm hearing is that, you know, the mayor and other political officials have at least been responsive. Like they've at least heard you and they're paying attention to what you're doing. I think for the most part, they support us too, right, Paul? Oh yeah. I mean, I think like the, the response has been shocking at times where, um, we, we had gotten a promise from, uh, one city council, our city council member, uh, Sarah Gallagher to, uh, just be in touch with us and let us know what was going on with, uh, the, basically the revival of our fair rent commission and just didn't respond. And so we, we held an action at the next city council member where we called them all out until basically they shut off our mics. Um, <laughs> But it got the point across, like it really got the point across. And, and the next day stuff started happening. Um, so it, it really is a, but it's, it, this person's been on board 100% since that day. Um, and, and really has been like almost leading the charge at this point. So it's a, it's a, you never know who your allies are going to be, um, it's funny that somebody told me a while back when I got into this, uh, another Connecticut tenant union member, actually, who they, they were very helpful for with us to, to get this going and sending other people out to canvas with us in the beginning. Um, but they were saying, like, nobody's your friend forever and nobody's your enemy forever. Like it, like right now is what counts in politics. And uh you know, right now we've made some some amazing allies and, you know, you never know when that's going to turn around on you. But right now we're running with it. That's a good that's a good point. Um, does that mean you to the extent you can, do you try at least when it comes to dealing with political officials or other people, you try not to get too personal, like in the sense of putting forward your platform and your demands because maybe like later this person is going to be somebody who might be a potential um, ally or at least somebody who can help move something forward like I often struggle like I often struggle with this right like I often find myself Mm -hmm. holding my tongue like because you know if I call if I call um, somebody you know a a flaming scumbag right in a meeting (laughs) which which I'm allowed to do technically. I'm protected, you know. But you know, is that in my best interests? It, Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, often I find this work. Um, you have to balance a line. But it arouses so much passion. Like, I mm-hmm. sometimes find myself yes. like angry with the people I'm negotiating with or yes. talking to. And I'm I'm curious. Is that something you struggle with too? It's like you're thinking about like, okay. I, I want to get this thing done, so I've got to be smart about how I do this, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's not something that comes naturally for me at all. To not be, like, you know, just, just like, yelling at somebody and, like, yeah. I want this. Do this. Do this. Why aren't you doing it? But, um, you know, I'm learning kind of to, like, there's, t- there's time for that, and there's a time for, like, just being quiet. There's a time... Like, you have to be more strategic, I think. 
mm-hmm. that naturally, well, at least that I naturally am, because I'm not strategic, like, in my life. Like, I'm not trying to, like, win anything or, like, get over on someone. But in in these cases, yeah, you have to be strategic. And that, you know, sometimes it means, like, if it's somebody, like, maybe a town council member who, who promised you something and isn't doing it, like, there are other town council members. So you don't have to, like, you know... Be like, oh, la, la, la. You can actually be like, I'm pissed off. You didn't do this freaking thing. We're suffering here. We need help. You know? So it's like the level of shit that people here are putting up with, like, I don't care. Sometimes if someone doesn't like me, like, oh, well, you know, like, come here and live here. You know? And then we can talk, you know? So. Yeah. And, it, you know. and it's it's and it's the balance, too, of, like stating the problem for what it is too right and like like you were saying Greta like not sugarcoating it either because you got to go in there and say like you know there's mold in the basement right like we need to fix this because people's health health could be at risk and you want to it's a balance between I guess being clear and firm and you know trying trying to get something done I don't know it's something I struggle with all the time I don't know I think it depends who you're dealing with. Yeah. We're pretty lucky with our town government. It's pretty progressive, to be honest. Um, there's some, you know, democratic socialists and, um, you know, it's, I think there's like two or maybe two or three Republicans out of, I don't know how many people, but, you know, they don't, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we, we're just lucky because it's kind of like the timing is all right. Like this is such, there's so much momentum behind this just everywhere. Um, like everybody knows it's a problem. Everybody, you know, a lot more people are sympathetic to renters now than they used to be. Um, so everything's going the way it should go. And, you know, we're hoping that, you know, next year in the state, we're actually going to get some law, really good state laws passed as well. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, you mentioned a little bit earlier that you've done some actions. Um, I'm just curious if you can share with us what some of those some of those actions were that you did to kind of get attention and move forward some of your demands. Um, well, we've done a bunch of press, so some of it isn't necessarily actions, but like you know, we've done like we just did a really we had a really long article in the Yale Daily News magazine like this past month. It was great actually. Uh, it was all about like tenant union um, chemistry in this area because New Haven's also doing all the same stuff. Um, but the actions, uh, let's see. The first one was the one that we did in front of the office, and you know, you know, with actions, we we also always try to press as much press as possible. Um, and we usually do have press. We have people who, who are very sympathetic to the cause, so they'll always cover us. Um, were you going to say something, Paul? Yeah, I was going to say, like, actions aren't always these big organized things either. Like, right now we're working on something down in Georgia. Um, a thousand-unit complex down there that our landlord bought. Um and the Atlantic con- the Atlantic Journal Constitution contacted us and wanted to basically know who the hell Harry Horowitz was and, and what the hell's his problem. Like they they hadn't seen like the the likes of this yet, and um, we're working towards like maybe even getting them organized. But at the very least, we want the landlord to see our name in a newspaper in Atlanta. 
um, and know that we're we're reaching out like we're not just going away that that this is like this is not an issue that you can just bully bully people and they're going to go away because we just don't we're, we're not smart enough to go away like that's our mm-hmm. problem <laughs> that's amazing and <laughs> and and maybe maybe a landlord you know will think will think twice before going to a, like a completely different area of the country and trying the same um, bullshit. bullshit that they're up to somewhere else. I mean, yeah. I think that I think that's really smart and amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, he's got a place in Alabama too, which is the next place after Georgia. Mm. But mm. I just think I about all the people that they're way. doing this. <laughs> oh, sorry. I just think about the people they're doing this same stuff to, and it's like. All I can think of, you know, the reason they do this to these people and us, the people we live with, um, is because nobody has resources and they know that. And it's like, it's just, it's really sad that, you know, you need laws like to keep people from just being complete pieces of shit, basically, you know, it's not a handful. No, it's not. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So what have been what have been some of the challenges that you two have faced in doing this work? I mean, do you think there's been anything other than like interpersonal? Issues? Well, there's the, the three notices to quit. Those oh, well, that's, a problem. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what's a what's a no, what's a notice to quit? Uh, it's like an eviction. It's the, it, the what you get right before an eviction. Um they've tried to evict us several times now because we're uh, a serious, literally it's for being a serious nuisance. Um, Actually, Greta was cited for being a serious nuisance and I was cited for letting her be a serious nuisance. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Control your woman. Oh, you should make that into a T you should make that into a t-shirt. Yes. I'm a serious nuisance. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like that. And I can have the one with the arrow that says I let her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they got mad because like I blocked the tow truck once and like you know told him to go fuck himself and <laughs> and then I said you're going down because I knew you know I know he's I know we're gonna ruin him and then he took that like a completely different way than I meant it and wrote me a. <laughs> A really weird email, but anyway, that's another story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, um, yeah, I've always pictured her like Yeltsin standing on the front of the tank yelling at the operator. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of the fragility <laughs> of the person who received that message that they were going down. That, that's, <laughs> that's funny. Um, that's hilarious. Um, what, what have been, what have been, I think I know the answer. I think you've said this a, a couple of times, but what have been some of the joys of, of doing this work for you? Things that maybe you weren't anticipating or, you know, what, what keeps you going here? I feel like our lives are so much fuller. Yeah. Um, you know, I like, we get invited down to our neighbor's house for food you know, for a meal with, with her and her family, or we get invited to have birthday cake with someone or whatever, you know, someone's kids drop by like in the middle, like yesterday, they like twice, right? Yeah. Someone's kids drop by, they wanted to see our kitten, you know, it's just, it's like a real like neighborhood, like 
you know, when we were kids, kind of. Mm. But even more so, because there's a lot of people here. So it's kind of like, it's really great. Like, there's kids running around and, like, you know, we all know each other. We all, you know, watch out for each other's kids. We all, you know, if something's going on, we'll call the police if we need to. But, you know, that's sparingly. And, you know, we understand what that means and everything like that. I don't know. What about you, Paul? I don't know. I think all that plus, you know, the occasional, you know, call you get where somebody's just like thanking you for helping them. Um, even with the smallest thing, like it, it really does like just fill you back up. Like you don't you don't need a whole lot of those to keep your keep you going. Like yeah. you really don't. And, and uh, right. when you when you see change happening and whether like people know you did like I know, like hopefully my goal would be to make so much change. Nobody knows who the hell I am. And that yeah, I don't want any of that. No, I don't want any of that. Yeah. Yeah. At all. I love that. Um, what have you, what have you learned about yourselves in doing this? Um, have you discovered something, something new about yourself? Um, did you reinforce something you already knew about yourself in doing this work? What have you learned? You want to go? Sure. Um, well, to be honest, I have huge social anxiety, so that made canvassing very interesting at first. Uh, got through that, then public speaking, uh, Zoom meetings, running meetings, doing stuff like this. Like All this stuff is like all out of my wheelhouse, every single bit of it, and... Uh, and what I've learned about myself is that like I can do this stuff and, and and I and that's what I tell everybody else, you know, like if I can do this stuff, you can do this stuff. Like I used to like, you know, do the 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 Ferris Bueller, like I'm not going, I'm going, I'm not going, I'm going, like every time I went canvassing because I was so nervous just to talk to people. And the second, like, that first door would open and yeah. somebody would start, like, pouring their heart out, like, all that, like, I wasn't, had no anxiety anymore and I couldn't wait to get to the next door after that one was done. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's really what I got out of it was that, you know, I learned a, that I can do a lot more than I think that I, I learned that, like, one like one or two people can literally make a big difference in, in, mm-hmm. in a lot of people's lives. Um, and I learned that, yeah, that, you know, sometimes you got to put your ego aside so that you can get stuff done. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, what about you, Greta? Um, well, for me also, this, you know, I think for the most part, it's been a lot of interpersonal stuff that, that I didn't expect, but, um, watching, there's certain people that I've watched who kind of, like, there's this one um, tenant leader. Everyone's going to know who I'm talking about if anyone ever listens to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, if anyone we know listens, not anybody ever, because I'm sure <laughs> lots of people listen to um, But, yeah, I mean, watching this woman has been really amazing. Like, she's had a very, very, very hard life. Like, probably the worst of anybody I know. Um, and she, you know, started doing the union stuff. She started canvassing. She, it's transformed her. It's really amazing. Um, you know, she doesn't, she didn't have the greatest, you know, self-esteem just because of things she's been through. And like, 
you know, just watching her, like, realizing herself that she is so smart, so capable, like, really making a difference, you know? And it's like, it's just amazing to see. It's, it's, you know, she's going to go to school in January. She wants to become a drug and alcohol counselor. And she's, like, really doing well in her life. Like, I mean, she's moving forward. And this is somebody who, five years ago, I would have been like, oh, no. Like, that's, that's sad, you know. But it's like she's, I mean, to see someone who's, like, clawed their way through life. And now to watch, to be able to watch them. At that moment in their life when they're kind of like finally like getting something that they need in life, you know, and being able to do something and make a difference. It's like, it's, it's mind blowing. Yeah. You're giving, really you're giving me goosebumps, Greta. And yeah. it's one, it's, it's one of the things I love about this work, this union work yeah. is finding people who didn't know they had the capacity to do stuff and be leaders and, you know, move yeah. the needle on this or that, right? Like, it, it is is it is one of the things that keeps me going, and it's like one yeah. of the things I focus focus on a lot is like finding you know who who's gonna um, who's gonna succeed me in this, right? Like, who's gonna yeah. finding a, the next leader? You 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 got you both were talking about this kind of at the beginning, yeah. you know, kind of like eventually you'd like to be able to fade into the background and have other people, you know, um, be at the forefront. And like, I totally get that, but I just, uh, I love what you were saying. Cause it, it is one of the biggest joys for me in this work is like, just seeing yeah. somebody who had no idea they had the capacity to be a leader, like just step up into it and do awesome stuff. I just, uh, it's so awesome. Thank yeah, you for sharing great. that. Um, before we go on to our last two questions with you two, um, was there anything else you wanted to talk uh, with us about that we may have missed or didn't get to? I mean, if anyone's in Connecticut and you want to be in a tenant union, you can contact CTTU or, you know, Saramonte. Just look up Saramonte Tenant Union. Find us. We'll, we'll hook you up. And I will have the link to the Connecticut Tenants Union in our show notes, okay, uh, listeners? Okay. So um, if you want to um, go check out that website and um, potentially even join, you might be able to join the union. Do that, okay? Um, Paul, anything you wanted to make sure we talked about before we move on to our last two questions? Just, just that if you're thinking of doing like what, even if it's not attendant union, if you're just, if you really want to do something, if you really want to see change in something, just start doing it. Um, uh, find a way to do it, research it, find a, find a role that you can play. Cause it, it's just, even though it's a lot of work, it's just so, like, I feel so much fuller. I feel so much like, like I'm going in a direction finally, as opposed to just going to work every single day and coming home mm. and watching television. So it, it's worth it to, 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 you know, at least do a partial commitment to a life of mission, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And you know, one of the, I don't know, I think we all may, maybe we all don't know this, but like, at the end of the day, I think we all want to belong, right, to something and have a tribe and like a community, right? And like this, these fucking lives we live now are so isolating, right? Like, even though we have, 
you know, even though we have the stupid Facebook, I'm holding up my phone now, and all of these <laughs> things, all these things, like they're still isolating. Like you're still sitting there, kind of alone at the end of the day, and like nothing beats like knowing there are actual like flesh and blood people that are like have your back, right? And that mm-hmm. you're you're all working towards something. It's that like, do you know what I mean? Uh, I do. Okay. Because sometimes I feel like I'm just um sometimes I feel like I'm just pontificating. But like I really I really believe like that's what this work speaks to is that like whatever that is in us that wants that and needs that and um I love it. Um so thank you too for doing this work. Um I'm just I'm blown away and impressed and grateful for you two for doing it. I want to say that. Thank you. Um, all right. I'm going to switch gears a little bit and we're just going to talk a little bit about ourselves. Um, oh, so yay. these are fun. Talking about myself. These are fun questions. <laughs> me yay. too. Me too. It's why I have a podcast. <laughs> so, um, what, what do you like to do for fun? We'll start with you, Greta. Um, what, what outside of, outside of union work, what brings you joy? Fun. Yeah. <laughs> and the look on your face. I have, I have to, oh, what's fun? I have depression. Um, <laughs> I want to do a cheer. Give me a D. Give me an E. Give me a P. I want to do the whole thing. So depression. Um, for fun, I mean, I always like being around kids. I mean, my my little nephew or like my friend's kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. I like to smoke weed. Not when I'm around the kids. <laughs> a lot of weed. Has con- um, has Connecticut legalized yet? Yeah, I have a medical card. Okay, because up here, up here in Massachusetts, up here in Massachusetts, I mean, there's now a dispensary on every corner. It's great. I mean, it's weird. Like Connecticut's like kind of, you know. They're like, oh, we'll do it, but then you can't really get high or anything. Like you have to get low THC. It's like you could get like a hundred proof vodka or whatever. Yeah. What's a yeah. hundred proof? Fifty yeah. percent? I don't know. I don't drink, but Yes, it's fifty percent, yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Okay, so um, you're. Uh, right. I, I just said I like to hang out with kids, and I like to smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad at I don't. I don't. I don't. I like to color. I don't know. Oh, really? Like coloring books? Yeah, I love coloring. Oh. Not with crayons, with pens. I like yeah. colored pens. Do you that's have fun. do you have actual with pens? Do you have actual coloring books that you yeah. like? Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah, I like to color. Um, what else do I like to do, Paul? I like to hang out with Paul. Okay. Yeah, we, we like to be social. Like I like like really my favorite thing is just to be able to hang out with like minded people that when I don't have to organize for a few, you know, for an, for an evening or something, whether it's a backyard party or picnic or something, but, um, it's really nice to just be around my people. Finally. I mean, one of the biggest things I think I got out of this is, you know, I'm 56 years old and, and, and I've been thinking like this for a long time. I mean, one of the things that, you know, I used to tell Greta when I, when we got together, it was like revolution's the only way it's going to change. And, you know, she, it took her a little while to come around, but she did. And, <laughs> I uh, wish I 
far. Don't act like you. <laughs> like you she wasn't that far away. She wasn't. But um, to finally find people who didn't look at me like I was insane every time I opened my mouth and were like, yeah, and actually were a little more over the top than me. That that's my fun right there. <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. Thank you. Thank oh, you for sharing I, that. I sound like a lunatic who only likes children and weed, and you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't. If it's any Thanks. consolation at all, I don't think you sound like a lunatic. I think those are perfectly <laughs> acceptable things to find joy in. Oh, my kitty cats too. <laughs> oh yeah, the cats are amazing. They're like endless entertainment. How many cats do you have? Don't tell the landlord because we get charged per cat per month. Oh, you don't have to answer. So you have the the right amount of cats. Perfect. Yes, but exactly. I'm gonna call them. And, I'm gonna tell them one died because I want to get thirty bucks a, a month back. Is that bad? <laughs> they really charge you by the number of animals you have in your yeah. Place. Yeah. It's crazy. I paid I paid three thousand dollars. All right, we're doing personal stuff. We're not talking about those douchebags anymore. Yeah, but it's not even like it's not even like um You have one, you may as well have five. Yeah, it's not even like two cats do double the amount of wear and tear <laughs> that one cat does. It does like doesn't work right. that way. Hey, if they could get you to pay for kids, they would fucking do it. So yeah, yeah they're just horrible. Scoundrels. Like they're yeah, truly scoundrel. cartoon villains is what they are. I mean, they, they look like cartoon villains, they act like cartoon villains. I, I I don't even like it. It's hard for me sometimes to grasp that these are real people doing these real things because, like, you know, you think who would do this? Like, who would target like a like you know an elderly person and try to like like double their rent or some crazy stuff like that? Um, or, or like one 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 of our members, they were trying to increase their rent seventy five percent. $1,500 increase. Wow. Like, like where do you even get off doing that? Like, yeah. like, and it was perfectly legal until we got this resolution, like until we got the fair rent commission back and running. That is fucked up. That's crazy. It is like, they just go too far and then you're yeah. like, okay, I can't, I can't literally can't take it anymore. So now I, if they would just like do it old schooly style, like a little bit, a yeah. lot, you know, but not like overly a lot, you know. Yeah. I have a lot, I have really good adjectives today, don't I? Overly a lot and a little a lot. <laughs> I can, I, if I, I can follow you just fine. So awesome. you're doing, you're doing great. Um, all right. Our last, qu our last question. Um, and we asked this, we asked this of all guests. So who, um, whoever answers second is going to have an advantage. Um, <laughs> so, I don't, I'm going to let you two fight this out. I'll ask the question and then you can figure out who's going to answer first. Um, what have you experienced that you can't explain? All right. So this could be, this could be supernatural. It could be, you know, could be something not supernatural. <laughs> There's only two options, supernatural two options. or non-supernatural. Yeah. Well, that is a binary that I'm <laughs> creating here. So... It could be anything. It could be, yeah, anything that you, you have difficulty explaining. What have you explained? Hmm. It could be the cruelty of landlords. It could be you saw a ghost once. It could be. Well, go ahead. I never saw a ghost. 
So I feel like if this ghost existed, that there would be a picture of a bunch of them. So I don't know. Um, well, mine is kind of like when I was looking for my ancestor and like I worked two blocks north of where he lived in New York City. And then like the last place I found the final corroborating evidence in the 1870 census, the only place I could get it was at the arch, the like archives or whatever, U.S. archives. It was across the fucking street from where I live. Where- That's crazy. Yeah, I I happen to yeah, know. It was like I happen to know this story, and it's fascinating. Yeah. You're you're related to a a, a historical civil rights leader. Is yeah, right? uh, abolitionist. Abolitionist, yeah. Black abolitionist, and yeah. Um, and, and how I found him was weird, too. It's like, I can't explain it. It's like, I'm not, like, religious. I'm sort of agnostic. I don't know. But, you know, who knows? But, like, the way I found him was I took a class at Hunter College called Blacks in New York City. And it was the first year the class was given. And I did my report on an orphanage in New York City for Black children. Mm-hmm. And this guy was the doctor. And then, like, I, and I happen to mention him in like one paragraph or something. And then like four or five years later, I'm looking at my grandmother's Bible, like the big Irish kind of Bible thing. Yeah. And there's this guy's name. And I'm like, that sounds pretty familiar. So I go look him up when I get home on whatever we had in 2000, whatever. And um, it was this guy, James McKean Smith, who was the guy who was the doctor at the orphanage. Who is who I ended up being related to, which is insane. Yeah. So it's like I was, I mean, it's so obscure. It's crazy. So for me, like that, I cannot explain how any of that happened because it was all like way too many coincidences. Yeah. So. Weird quantum entanglements there. I can't even. Like, I feel like he was, do- he did something or somebody did something or like some, there's something like we're connected somehow. I don't yeah. know. Wow. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. That's awesome. What about you, Paul? I'd say the one thing I really can't explain is how I got to this point. Um, and, and I say that because I feel like a, like most of my life led here. Um, like my, I was raised, like my uncles were union organizers, like old school union organizers whose cars would blow up every once in a while. Oh my God. Um, like, yeah, like. You know, I, I was raised with, with, you know, around politics. I, I actually went to NYU for politics, even though I'm a mechanic. Um, I was pretty sure that was a waste up until now. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's coming know, useful like somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I'm never using this. And, you know, just like it literally seems like everything converged meeting Greta, like Greta and I have known each other for what, like 40 years now. Um, and we've been friends for that long and like the bump paths, like many times never gave each other a second look until about 10 years ago. And like, yeah, we've been off and running in so many ways that, uh, it it has to be like some kind of like divine intervention almost. (laughs) It's crazy. I think we're like distant cousins or something. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, thank thanks for sharing that, Paul. Um, I'm I'm glad you found your way to this place because, um, as I said before, I think I think the work 
you're doing here. Um, you and Greta is important, important work. So thanks for doing it. Um, <laughs> all right. We've reached the end, believe it or not. Um, and like I said, I told you I wanted to go 45 minutes and here we are at an hour and 15 minutes. So man, um, oh dear. that's, that, that, that's a sign of a couple of great guests. So well, I'm going to say it again. Um, listeners, you've, you've been hearing Greta Blau and Paul Boudreaux talk to us about their work with the Connecticut Tenants Union and their union, um, the Saramonte Tenants Union. Okay, um, I'm going to post the links to um, the Connecticut's uh, Connecticut Tenants Unit in the show notes. Go check that out. And if you're <clears throat> in Connecticut and you're interested in um, joining this movement or somehow um, helping out, um, connect. Connect, okay? Um, again, Greta, Paul, thank you so much. Um, really, thank you for really, us. yeah, thank yeah, you for having us. Really enjoy talking with you, uh, listeners. Now, yeah. listeners, there's a few things I'm going to ask you to do, okay? Um, go check out our website, softservepodcast.com, okay? Um, Engage with us on social media. Yeah. Do all the things. Yeah, all that stuff. And we've got now somewhere north of 215 episodes, okay? There's a lot of shit you can listen to, right? Um, So um, if you're hearing this and you want to appear as a guest, uh, reach out to us. We have a form on our website. You can fill that out and be in touch with us there. Um, Anything else? We have social media. You can engage with us. Did I say that already? Yeah, you said it. Yeah. But it doesn't hurt to say it again. There's repeating. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I think we're just going to go around and say goodbye now. That's what we do here at the end of the podcast. Um, we say it whatever way we like to say goodbye. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Greta. Go ahead. Go. All right. Paul? <laughs> goodbye, everyone. <laughs> All right. I like it. Stomping Jen. Adios. I love your. St- I love that you're sticking with adios. You want me to change it? No, <laughs> I just you're really committing to it, and I am commending you for that. All so right. okay, uh, you know what I'm going to say, people. Uh, bye now. Hey, oh, there we go. This world of ours, ever growing smaller must avoid becoming a community of dreadful fear and hate. Those who have freedom will understand also its heavy responsibility. That all who are insensitive to the needs of others will learn charity. And that the sources, scourges of poverty, disease, and ignorance will be made disappear from the earth. And that in the goodness of time, all peoples will come to live together in a peace guaranteed by the binding force of mutual respect and love. I shall never cease to do what little I can to help the world advance along that road. 